1: Mornings on SEN. Welcome back to the show, not too far away from Dwayne's World. Now, there's a lot of people that are experts in tennis for a couple of weeks of year in Australia when the Australian Open rolls around. But we need to speak to someone that actually knows what they're talking about as we try and find some winners. You know, got some really tough matches today, like the one that's underway now between number five seed Andre Rublev and the unseeded Dominic Team. Got a heap of Aussies in action today. So that's why we need to speak to someone like Steve Quick from Ace Previews, one of the premier tennis tipsters in the game, he's going to join us throughout the tournament to chat tennis and also hopefully lead us into some winners. Uh, remember, find better tennis odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly called 1-800-858-858. And Steve joins us this morning. G'day, Steve. G'day. How are we going? Very well. Uh, I hope you're well yourself. As we say, these first couple of days, there's just matches on absolutely everywhere, and it's, it's hard to keep track. Now, let's just go back to to yesterday, uh, Johnny Milman's performance. He just, as we said before, he just seems like a, a cracking bloke, uh, Johnny Millman. And, uh, he dug deep yesterday and got the job done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think you could find anyone who has a bad thing to say about uh, John Millman. And I think it was really important also for just the tournament in general. You know, the, the news of Nick Kyrgios pulling out a, a couple of hours earlier really kind of, you know, deflated a lot of people, you know, even you know around the grounds. But to see, you know, the, the full stadium there, to see, you know, and pull off another incredible comeback to, to win in five sets and then inspire, you know, another Aussie in Rinky Hijikata to be able to do the exact same thing, you know, a couple of hours later. It was just a, a great result, I think, for Australian tennis after a, a pretty disappointing lead-up with a lot of the, the withdrawals of the top players.
1: Just give us a bit of insight about what you do, Steve. Uh, so Ace Previews, you obviously follow tennis year around. Just Just take us through exactly what you do.
0: Yeah, sure. So my, look, my main interest is, is tennis in general. So I follow the, the tour year round. So it runs for about 11 months of the, the year. And there's basically tennis on somewhere around the world every every day through the, the season there. So look, I do just keep an eye on obviously what's going on across the course of the year. And then, you know, there's obviously a, some increased interest, uh, particularly for the, the Australian summer of tennis. So it's, it can be a little bit tricky to start the year with with players who are you know coming off pre seasons and coming off injuries and coming off disappointing years, but to be able to try and find find that balance and see how how players go here, particularly at the Australian Open, it's you know it's a bit like a you know the, the AFL season going from pre season straight into finals yep. that these players are thrown into to you know a really a big stage so quickly. And look, as we see today, I think you know the, if I had to give you the best bet, it's probably sunscreen and plenty of fluids. <laughs>
1: Well, we're not on here for you to give us advice about protecting you from the sun. We want some winners, but uh, just on Nick Kyrgios, Um Obviously, the big story yesterday, really disappointing that he's not playing. What do you think, given the knee injury he had and the preparation he had, what were your expectations for Nick going into the tournament?
0: I was uncertain. I think a lot of people were uncertain. I think when you, you look at Nick's best results over the course of his career, and you know a lot of them have come on, the grass at Wimbledon, where it's a little bit easier, and it's not—you know—it's not a high-impact surface like you see on the hard courts. And you know, generally, if you do think with Nick that maybe he doesn't put as much time on court in as compared to most players, that you know, he can find himself at the start of the season, in particular, having some injuries flare up, as we've seen over the years. Uh, it's hard to know a little bit with with him here. You know, as obviously it, it does require surgery with his meniscus injury, um, but it, it's. It's always a tough one, I think. If if the Australian Open was a little later in the season, I think we'd see more consistent results from, from Nick as he could kind of work his way into it. But coming off no tennis, to be able to come in and try and play seven best of five set matches in a row in conditions like we see today, it's, it's just a tough ask.
1: Heap of Aussies in action today. We're speaking to Steve Quick from Ace Previews, just trying to get some winners out of the tennis, uh, which is really tough in the opening uh, couple of days. Um, Tough match. Uh, Kai Kanepi leads uh, 5-2 now against Kimberley Birrell. But we've got a heap of Aussies in action. Alex Demon all tonight. Alexi Popperin, who showed some good signs uh, over in Adelaide. A couple of our qualifiers, uh, Max Purcell included, and also Alex Vukic. Uh, Of the Aussies, who are you confident that uh, will get a win today?
0: Ooh, if I had to pick two, I would go. Well, Alex or I think, should win relatively comfortably tonight on John Kane Arena. But another one that's an, another qualifier that's come through is Alexander Vukic. So he's playing uh, Brandon Holt, uh, one of the other qualifiers. And I was really impressed with Vukic kind of heading overseas at the end of last year to play some challenger or lower lower level events to to try and boost his ranking back up and and find a bit of form. And he's responded then by playing some really strong qualifying performances. And um, I I think coming in here, these conditions will really suit. Um, And I just think he's he's a little bit more consistent at this level uh, from what we've seen over the the longer period of time compared to to Brandon Holt. So if I had to pick two, I'd say Demon should win relatively comfortably. Um, So, you know, perhaps an under 29.5 games, which I think is out there at the moment, but... The, the one I had to pick would probably be Vupic to, to beat Holt.
1: Again, like he was last year, Tanasi Kokanakis is coming in in good shape after a good week over in Adelaide He lost first round last year. How big of a danger match is this against Fabio Fanini?
0: Look, it is a danger match. I don't think it's as much of a danger match as it would have been a couple of years ago with Fabio. I think we're, for, for anyone who's watched Fabio Fagnini over the years, he can be a little bit erratic on court, but his best tennis can, can match it with almost anyone. I, I remember, I think it was a, a couple of years ago, he he played Alex Demonore here, I think, in one of the COVID-interrupted uh, tournaments and absolutely crushed Demonore in a... I think it was in in an empty stadium. But he has that ability to kind of, you know, he doesn't mind the crowd being against him. But I think the best thing for Kokanakis was the fact that he, you know, lost a little bit earlier in Adelaide last week. So he's been able to get over here. He's had a little bit of time to to rest and recover from a a solid couple of weeks. Uh, He should be primed here. And I think, you know, if you look at what happened with Millman yesterday, that, that crowd is going to be right at his back.
1: Got a couple of really interesting matches. One's underway: Andre Rublev versus Dominic Team. Four uh, three in the first set. Uh, Rublev has a break point on Team serve, and then you got this match for a round one. is is pretty unbelievable. It happens every year. You get one where the draw just sort of works out really interestingly. Matteo Berrettini versus Andy Murray. So the thirteenth seed Berrettini has got a good record at Melbourne Park versus Andy Murray. Uh, what chance Andy can knock off Matteo Berrettini?
0: It's going to be tough. I think for Andy, and it's, look, it's, as has it's been the case with most of his career, I think if he can make this match go as long as possible, I think the, the longer it goes, the better it will be. I think when you look at Berrettini, you know, through the United Cup, he put together some some strong performances but looked to maybe struggle a little bit physically late. I think it was in the last set against Tsitsipas. Uh, so, look, if he can really try and extend things out, it's going to be really tough. Um, but I, I think, you know, Berrettini... Unless he really loses his, his range on his first serve, it's going to be really tough for Murray here. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's, I think it's been a, was it four years since the Australian Open tried to retire Andy Murray. <laughs> it's
1: right, He's um, in he, tears. He just,
0: yeah, he just keeps coming back. But, it, look, it's, it's great to see him still out here. It obviously shows how much he loves just playing tennis.
1: It's, it's amazing, really, given uh, all the problems he's had uh, with the hip. He's, had a, he's got a me- metallic hip, hasn't he, at the moment? So it's amazing that he's, he's still playing. So you mentioned a couple of the Aussies you really like today, Alex Dimonor and Alex Vukic. Uh, what are some of the other best sort of plays for today?
0: Um, a, a little small one that, that looks to be a little bit of value is um, Albert Ramos. Uh, one of the the veteran Spanish players. Uh, He's playing against Maxime Cressy, who uh, went on a little bit of a run here last year. He's big serving, serves big on his second serve as well. I just think, you know, Ramos is an incredibly intelligent player, and I just think he, you know, you put him on the list of players you really wouldn't want to face if it was, I don't know, 37 degrees and, you know, stinking hot on court. I I think, you know, Cressy, it's going to cause him to, to really be under pressure at some key moments. And, look, if you want to get involved, I think Cressy's forty-five at the moment. But when you've got someone who's out of form, as Cressy is at the moment, and, you know, who goes big on second serve and, you know, can sometimes lead to some double faults and pressure spots, I think Ramos is one, just to keep an eye on, who, who might be able to keep things a little bit closer than the odds probably suggest.
1: And what about the big two on the men's side? Uh, Rafa won yesterday in four sets. He looked pretty sluggish in that opening set. And Novak's hamstring, if you cooled on either of those two, players uh, given the, I guess, their lead-ins to the tournament. You know, Rafa hadn't won much, and and Novak certainly has a niggle.
0: Yeah, I hadn't been too high on Rafa. I, I think, you know, a, another year older, and I think there are a lot of players at the top of the game who have certainly bridged the gap towards Rafa. So, look, he, he did struggle a little bit yesterday, and obviously was a, the beneficiary of um, Jack Draper cramping up um, after you know, a, a couple of hours on court. But, look, Novak is the interesting one. He's at the top of the market. He'll probably be at the top of the market of every tournament that he's in for, for most of the year. But, you know, it is a big question mark of how is the hamstring. I know he's he cancelled a couple of training sessions, but, but I think, you know, took to the court last night and there was a little bit of strapping on there. But, look, it's, it, you know, Novak's won this tournament before with, you know, an abdominal strain. Um, he's got, he's that much far and away better than, you know, the rest of the tour at the moment. But I think one to keep an eye on is, is Daniil Medvedev. I think he, he put together a really strong start to the, the tournament last night. Um, and he's obviously going to be the one who's going to be, I think, the biggest threat to, to Novak.
1: Okay, before we let you go, we're going to talk to you throughout the tournament, but we need you to, uh, we're going to talk to you tomorrow and also on Friday. We need you to put it on the line. Give us your men's and women's winner for the tournament.
0: For the men's, I will go with Medvedev. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And the women's, I will... Or, look, I'm, I'm not going to go for any of the top names. I'll go for a couple of outsiders in Veronica Kudamatova, Madison Keyes and Marketa von Brucever.
1: There you go. So not going... It was an interesting match last night with Igas Fiontech. She was really pushed uh, in her opening round match. Um, most people think she will take it out, but you, you think there's some really good challenges to her, her taking it out?
0: Yeah, I think there are some challenges and the draw hasn't been too favourable for her. She's She's got a couple of big hitters in her section that, that can cause a bit of difficulty for her, I think, uh, the, the way that she's playing at the moment. Um, I think if she were to make her way through to the semi-final, she's going to be very tough to beat late in the tournament. But I just think there's a little bit of vulnerability there at the moment, but we'll see how she goes through the, the next round or two.
1: Steve, uh, great to chat. Uh, we look forward to chatting to you uh, tomorrow and also on Friday. Enjoy your day at tennis. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me on. Great to have Steve Quick from Ace Previews. You can find better odds on the Australian Open at Betfair. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Let's get our final breakaway. Dwayne Russell with Dwayne's World not too far away. This is mornings for the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It's in stock now.